Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Highway to Hail, a podcast brought to you by the Michigan Daily and the Michigan Daily Sports section. For the first time, I'm your host, Noah Kingsley. With the Michigan men's basketball team approaching a clash at home with number one Purdue, the men's basketball beat joins the pod to discuss and check in on where this team is headed. Enjoy! All right, welcome everyone. We got the move feed here tonight. Um, we're going to start off with a quick little icebreaker. Um, in the vein of Hunter Dickinson talking about Jet Howard and Paul Nazar's Instagram caption, <laughs> we're wondering, you know, Moose Feet, if you had a bag, what would your bag be? Yeah. Uh, Jack, you wanna? Oh, all right. I thought Paul was gonna take it there. My bad, Paul. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, um, we're gonna not deal with hypotheticals. I do have a bag. And I would describe it as, I know a lot of people in this room have not watched or read Harry Potter, which is strange for our generation. Who maybe has that's not just, watched Harry Potter? Jared. Jared's not in this room. I haven't watched Harry Potter. But you haven't watched Harry Potter. Hermione Granger has a bag that looks pretty small, but it's actually, once you reach inside of it, it's the, it, you can fit anything in there. It's the deepest bag in the world. So that's how I, that's my bag. <laughs> so you're Mary Poppins? <laughs> so your bag is a literal bag. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> No, I thought we were doing it too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, why not? Um, yeah, I, I can go next. I've, I'm going to answer this question in two parts. Um, first of all, because I, as a former podcast host, like, um, factual data is so important to me, like giving people the facts, like not being misleading. So for Jack, I do believe that it is, you know those like, Bags that you're allowed to bring into stadiums, like clear bags that are really small. You know exactly what's in it, and it's not much. <laughs> that would be Jack's. This come from the guy who couldn't guard me at the Ion Friday. <laughs> oh, my bag, meanwhile, is like those like things you can put like a tent and like the ones that you can basically put like an entire like minivan in. Alright, that's, that's it for me. My bag is a sleeping bag for two reasons. Because people are sleeping on me. Oh! And because I'm currently in my grandpa era, so I'm just also sleeping a lot. Um, my bag is, I'm say a duffel bag because, you know, it's big. You can fit a lot in it, but also it's like ready on the go, you know? You can bring it around, bring it on some road trips, whatever. It's portable, but it's also massive. Yeah, I don't know. I think for me, if I had to pick a bag, it'd probably be like the type of bag that you bring on a quest. Say maybe if you were going like leaving from the Shire and you know you needed to you needed to meet with like a fellowship, for example, and you were going into a very evil land. That's the type of bag I'd have. Are those like trunks? <laughs> I don't know. Change the rules. It's his icebreaker. Yeah. All right. So I think the first thing we're gonna hit on here, you know. Hunter Dickinson maybe said post-game that there are no ugly wins in the Big Ten, but it certainly wasn't a pretty win against Minnesota. Between that and the loss to Maryland on the road, what are you guys thinking about this team's recent performances? Yeah. I think it's really rough. Um, Not a great look. Um, Yeah, they won the last two games, but these are also, you know, they... You said they won the last two games. Lost to Maryland, yeah. Oh, they lost Maryland, they beat um, Minnesota, but like, they beat Maryland by 35 earlier. They beat Minnesota by a lot. These are the games that they should be winning because there are, the Big Ten is so tough. There are a bunch of games that, you know, they maybe shouldn't win or they probably aren't going to win. And the fact that they're 
losing or not looking confident in these, like, kind of should be easy win games is concerning and kind of points to a bigger issue. Yeah, I think, like, when you're asking, um, like, what do these teams' recent performances show, it kind of shows something that I've mentioned to you guys all year is that no matter who Michigan plays, doesn't matter where, when, who's on the other side, they have uh, just as equal a chance of a win or a loss. They could be facing Central Michigan, they could be facing number three Virginia, they could win it or they could lose it, and really it could go either way. Virginia they almost beat, Central Michigan they lost, as everyone's familiar with. They could beat Maryland by 30, they could lose to Maryland. It's simply a team that will just play basketball and be sometimes good at it and sometimes not, but not have any sort of consistent strength or something that they could rely on to help them actually find real success um, throughout the grind of a season. It's just an inconsistent team that will be good at some things some days, bad at it the next. Yeah, um, I kind of want to build off that. Um, I agree with what you said about that Maryland loss. That was characteristic, but I kind of want to zag a little. Sure. Because the win against Minnesota at home, that was that was like an adversity win. Like, Jack goes down in the first half. They don't have him the whole second half. The offense is not clicking. They score 60 points. And I don't think that's a game that this team wins a month ago. Actually, it's not, because that's basically, so the, central, that's basically the central game, and they lost that okay. game. Okay, so they're showing some growth, you're saying? So that? I think they're, they're showing a mental toughness. That I'm not saying it's going to be a turning point point. they're going to go win their next six games, but I think it's something to build off of going forward because it's the first time they've really grinded out a win like that. But the thing with that is, yes, Jet going down brings them together, but at the same time, it's not like Jet was really, I don't want to add insult to injury, but he wasn't having his best game. I think he was 0 for 5. Like, he looked pretty rough. And obviously, I understand your sentiment where it's like, your teammate goes down, you can't try to step up. But also, on the other hand, it's not like he was, you know, carrying them or making a huge difference before he went down. No, I mean, I, I agree. But, like, Jeb was healthy for Central. He was healthy at Michigan State. And those are games where the offense wasn't going. He wasn't really feeling it either. And they lost. So, to have Jet really be a non-factor in the first half and then be out in the second half and still get a win, I think, is, is big. Yeah, I mean, kind of building off of that, you know, Jed Howard did leave Sunday's game. It He's been a star for them all season, probably their secondary scorer right behind Dickinson. If he's out for a while, what does this team look like without him? I think Will Cheddar's his replacement. Uh, I know some of the people in this room aren't the biggest <laughs> Will Cheddar fans, um, but I think that he brings the energy that Michigan's very often lacking on the floor, and I think that he has brought – the defensive intensity that is always lacking, and he's not going to be—he's not going to replace Jets scoring, I don't think. But I think they can do a little bit of a win by committee, um, and replace those—you know—a few points with a few different people on the floor. Yeah, I think like the way it looks like. Kind of you mentioning, you mentioned like he—he's probably more energetic um, than Jet, but as you said, he definitely can't score like Jet. Mm-hmm. I think this team goes back to the Hunter Dickinson show. Mm-hmm. Um, Hunter has proven throughout his career, like he could put, he could make Michigan competitive in any game. Purdue will be an example. I think we'll talk about Purdue later. They, I think Michigan will refocus on running it through Hunter and trusting him to try to operate in double teams as well. Um, because I think there are times where they'd rather have Hunter using his bag against a double team instead of kicking out to a three point percentage that just got drastically lower with Jet not on the floor. At least. But we don't know how long Jet will be out. He might even be playing, so not to assume anything. But if he's not in, I think Michigan really wants to operate through through Hunter. 
I don't want to be the negative person, but I just don't believe a ton in Will Cheddar, but I do think part of it is that I, I agree with you on the, he brings a ton of energy and that's probably his biggest asset, but it's an energy I feel like works a lot better from starting on the bench. And like, granted, I agree he will have a bigger role, but I don't see, I don't think he can have the role Jet has just in the sense that he needs to be that guy who comes in when things aren't working to bring the energy up. And then I'm going to say another guy who I think has to step up and he gets, does not get many minutes. Um, but I think this is an opportunity for Isaiah Barnes to maybe mm -hmm. play some minutes. Obviously, he's not going to be a Jet Howard, but I think like getting some minutes at the three, I, I don't know. I'd like to see what he can do. I think he has some potential. He hasn't really shown it. He's been a little bit of a just like body out on the court a lot of times as opposed to impactful, but I think it's worth a shot. I want to amend what I said earlier a little bit and say a combo of Will and Joey Baker. Mm -hmm. um, I think when Joey's good from three, he's very good, and if they're running through Hunter in the post, that's when Joey gets all his open looks. And I think that he can be a little bit of the scoring threat at least and bring Will in when they need a big defensive stop. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Joey Baker was a former five-star recruit, I think. Maybe didn't live up to his potential at Duke and hasn't necessarily this year either, but he definitely can shoot the three, and I think a lot of the scoring production that Jed creates, you know, Hunter will try and fill some of it, but Hunter can't do literally everything, and I think he's probably the biggest answer as to filling that void. That's who Juwan used, the, at least in the small sample size. Mm -hmm. It was Joey Baker who started the second half. And yeah. So far, it's been Juwan's top choice. Been, so. Yeah, don't want to speculate on the starting lineup, but like we're going to see Terrace at the four. We're going to see Will at the four. We're going to see, um, obviously, uh, Terrence Williams at the four still. We're going to see Isaiah and Joey at the three. So they have a lot of those guys they can cycle through at the forward position. Not one of them is going to fill the hole left by Jet Howard, but... Um, maybe by committee, they can scrape by. The other thing is a lot of talk about the offensive, you know, hole left by Jet. And not to say he's an amazing defender or anything, but I think like the defensive hole that it leaves is also a really big deal, more so because yes, Will Cheddar has great energy on defense, but his defense itself is pretty rough. Joey Baker's defense is pretty rough. So that leaves him pretty open, pretty vulnerable. I, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. I haven't seen much from Jet that I've liked defensively, to be honest. He gets back to on every game. He has trouble in the pick and roll. So, I mean, he's young. I mean, but it's better than what either Joey Baker or Will Cheddar can do. Yeah, you're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> you're entitled to your own one, too. Just for our listeners to know, we learned today that Jet's uh, neg it's a negative x-ray. So, he might still be out for a while, but he also may play in Purdue or whatnot, so... Not necessarily, but he definitely did. You know, he definitely didn't clear pain on you know on Sunday. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, you know, you guys seem to have a little difference of opinion here. Let's get into a segment where I think there might be a lot of difference of opinion. Um, it's late January. You know, a lot of people say watching the bubble doesn't really start until February first, but I think we're close enough that it's time to start thinking about whether or not this team is making the tournament. I'd love to hear what you guys think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can start us off. Um, I think there's certain things that you don't need a Google Doc to know. <laughs> no, I mean, it actually is very complicated. I, I respect Jack for doing multiple hours of research on this today because really it is a lot that goes into it. And really it is, Michigan's definitely uh, 
really up there. Who knows? Who knows what's happening? Here's my personal opinion. I do believe that the Big Ten will get ten teams in. Michigan needs to prove to the selection committee through its Kempom, through all that stuff, that they're better than four of them. Michigan's better than Minnesota. I think most people agree on that, and they beat them twice. Michigan's better than Nebraska. Probably, but knowing Michigan, they might very well lose that. <laughs> Here's the thing. It comes down to Penn State and Northwestern. Those are the two that could take Michigan's spot, and Michigan has two road games coming up against them next week. Those two games, in my opinion, will truly decide, because they could go ahead, they could lose a game to Wisconsin, they could lose a game to Illinois. They just need to be in the top 10 in the Big Ten from a resume standpoint and from a skill standpoint from that NCAA committee, I think it comes down to those two games as a real big differential. If they could take care of those two, I think they make it. If they even drop one of them, I think their chances are very much in trouble. You have to make a statement. Uh, I think they only win one, but they still make the tournament. <laughs> okay. Well. Because they will get one of those wins later on against whether it be at Indiana or Illinois. They'll find a way to make their resume just good enough to use their brand and sneak into the tournament. That's my opinion. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so I wanted to look at the precedents of last year, like Big Ten teams sure, getting yeah. in the tournament. I think nine, nine teams got in. Okay. Two of them, Rutgers and Indiana, were first four teams. So, like, I want to compare, like, this Michigan team to Indiana Rutgers on the Michigan team from last year. Just for, like, just, just for content. Bear with me. Bear with me. <laughs> this might be a little long-winded, but let me cook. So, Indiana went 18-12 and 12 in the regular season, and they had four pre NCAA tournament quad moments. That includes the Big Ten tournament. Just four. Rutgers um, went 18 and 12 too, but they had six uh, quad one wins. And then Michigan went 17 and 13, they had five quad one wins. So I think if they get to five quad one wins, that's the magic number. They're in the tournament. They're and gonna have their We as in like Michigan, like reminder our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What? I'm confused right now. I, I'm not a Michigan fan. Put 10 bucks yeah. in the weed jar, Paul. I, I think it's a safe assumption. Michigan has 12 games left. They're, what's the record right now? They're 11 and 8? Yes. All right, so I think they're going to finish with a winning record. They have three games right now that could turn into quad one wins. That's Pitt in Brooklyn. They're 68 in Kempom. If they get to top 50, that would turn into a quad one win. There's Penn State. Um, I'm just going to stop you. It's net that matters for quad one, not Kempom. Oh, it is? Yes. Not Kempom? Okay. It is not Kempom. Okay. Well, anyways, the Penn State and the Maryland ones also, they have pretty good net ratings. They could also turn into quad one wins if those teams continue to win games. Um, and they have eight opportunities, um, they being the Wolverines, to get a, a quad one win. I don't know what I was doing there. <laughs> I don't know what you're A doing. quad one win left in the regular season. Um, it was nine until Wisconsin lost to Northwestern tonight. I don't think that would be a quad one win. Anymore. No, it is, it's eight with Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. There are there are currently, based on net, the eight quad one games are Purdue at Penn State and Northwestern, yeah. home against Indiana, and then not, at Wisconsin. Not Ohio State. Uh, I must have missed that game. That would be a quad one. Yeah. My apologies. You're forgiven. <laughs> um, yes, that's a quad one. So I think it's realistic, and I think with the Big Ten tournament, if they can get another like good quality win in that tournament. I think they can get four in the regular season, get one there, and I, I think they're going to ultimately end up in, if, if they get Jeff back within the next four or five games. I'm going to I'm gonna take the completely opposite approach to all of Jack's uh, research and just go on gut feeling. <laughs> um, I think they're getting in. I mean, I think they're just 
a young team and they're still figuring it out and I know that it's late January and I know that sounds like an excuse but I think that they're just a tournament style team and they're gonna they're gonna pull through at the end here and just win a few of these and sneak their way in as they always seem to do with everything. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say that they do not make it. Um, didn't do as much research as Jack here. Did slightly more than this gut test Abby's working with, which I respect, by the way. But um, last year, Michigan went 11 and nine in the Big Ten. Um, so I was kind of looking at that. Um, they're five and three right now. I kind of just went through and said what I think the results are gonna be of the upcoming games. I think it's gonna end up, they're gonna end up 10 and 10. And like where Michigan was last year was the if they had dropped one of those games, they're not they would not have been in. Um, I hate to be like the negative person, but you know I I think NIT bound. If you ask me, Vegas. Do they go dancing in NIT? I don't know. I don't want to speculate. Maybe, but also like I wouldn't be surprised if they do make the tournament. So you, th you think they go five and seven down the stretch here? Yeah. Wow. Um, I think the only wins are actually. Yeah. One of the wins is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, I am decidedly down on the Michigan basketball team this year. I don't really see much of a like the path is there. Don't get me wrong. They have nine quad one chances, two quad two chances. There's plenty of opportunities for them to make it. But I think a lot of what I'm seeing is that people are saying, oh, they're in the same position as last year. And after 19 games last year, their metrics were much better. They were um, they were 47th in the net compared to 77th this year. They were they had the 26th ranked strength of schedule compared to 49th this year. That'll climb, of course, because all their good games are ahead, or most of their like really good games are ahead. But I think the big difference is their non-conference strength of schedule. They had the 11th best non-conference strength of schedule in the country this year. It's or last year. It's 126th this year. That's a big demerit to them because they didn't really get that many opportunities to um, pick up good wins in the non-conference. And as a result, you know they didn't get many. They don't have a quad one win. Pitt could become one. Penn State and Maryland have a chance as well, as you said. I think all three of those are long shots, though. But I don't. Yeah. But it seems unlikely. At this time last year, they had two quad one wins, including one against SDSU, which didn't seem great at the time, but turned out like a really good win actually. So I mean, something could climb the ranks always. But the reason why I don't see it is because I think they probably need five quad one wins is, I think, a reasonable mark to set. They play six of those games on the road. They've won one road game all season. And it was at Minnesota, who is like 200th in the net. Um, I just I can't see them picking up a win on the road. Maybe they can get one, but I can't see them doing enough. And then they'd have to sweep Purdue, Indiana, and Ohio State at home in order to have a good enough quad one record for me. And I, just, I don't see that happening. So the path is there, but it just doesn't seem like something that's going to happen to me. To be fair, they, they played four, like, true Yeah, games no, it's year. limited. They lost to Michigan State by six. They lost overtime at Iowa. And I think that loss could be the one that kind of ultimately kills them. I was about to say, yeah. if they don't make the tournament, remember Iowa. Yeah. Up four with 30 seconds left, mm -hmm. remember Iowa. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think there are a bunch of games where you can kind of think like that. Like, Iowa, like Maryland, too, it's like they beat that team by 35 and then came out looking dead. Um, and... 
I don't know what the future is going to hold, but I, I think that we will have more examples to come in that respect. I mean, yeah, I mean, even like their three big non-conference games, Kentucky, North Carolina, Virginia, they were really close in those, and those all three would be quad one wins, but they just couldn't get the job done when it mattered. So, As Hunter would say, they're, they're a couple points away <laughs> from being a top five team in the country, maybe. Hunter's a fun guy. Yeah. He's, he's podcast around the ball. <laughs> <laughs> he loves plugging it. Yeah, we should get him on this one, Noah. Yeah, I'll I'll reach out to Hunter. Um, He'd love this little room. Yes, he would. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I think, you know, with maybe some bigger predictions out of the way with whether or not they make it, let's focus on this week. Um, We're recording this on Monday. Mm -hmm. They play Purdue on Thursday, number one Purdue as of today again, the the top-ranked team in the country. Jed Howard may or may not be playing, which is obviously a very big deal. I'm curious, what do you guys think about this game and then maybe some longer season projections? Where do you think they finish in the Big Ten standings total and who's your pick for conference champion, like in the regular season? Um, Lindsay, you want to get us started? I'm going to say something very uncharacteristic of me. I think Michigan, and I'm saying this granted with me saying that they're going to go what, five and nine down the stretch. Five and seven. Five and seven down the stretch. Um, and not make the tournament. And not make the tournament. <laughs> I think Michigan beats Purdue. Um, I think, you know, we've talked about how Hunter's going to have to step up with Jet out, or he's going to be limited in some capacity, I assume. But um, I think, regardless of like whether Jet would be playing or not, the matchup of him and Evie is huge. Um, Evie may have the height advantage, but I think in every other respect, Hunter's much better. He has a much better skill set. Um, Edie's kind of just a, a body in some ways, and you saw last year. Edie's just mad when he hears this. Sorry, sorry, Zach. But um, you know, last year when Purdue came, Chrysler, you know, worked out well for Michigan. I kind of see history repeating itself there, and then I think Michigan is gonna finish. Maybe I'm gonna go seventh in the Big Ten. I think they like are high in the Big Ten, but like the, they don't they're not the seventh best team. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's they're five and three right now. And then I'm gonna be boring. I'll just go Purdue. Yeah, I think I'll start with the who's gonna win the Big Ten, because I think it's clearly Purdue. Even Hunter himself said that this year and he I rarely hear him ever complimenting any other team besides his very own Michigan Wolverines. <laughs> but he said that uh, every other team is basically neck and neck besides Purdue, and he's right. Um, Purdue wins the Big Ten, in my opinion. Purdue's also coming to Ann Arbor, as Lindsay mentioned. Uh, Purdue won, or Michigan won um, that matchup last year. I think this Michigan team, what we've seen from them, is they, they kind of do love those. They live for the big games, and they, they will uh, phone it in for some of the other ones. Not necessarily, um, you know, they, they play better in these big ones. They play up to their opponents. They play up to Purdue. I think Dickinson has one of those marquee performances and it, it being at home I think with all issues just played so many really good teams and got just not enough I think they I think they somehow get enough against Purdue um, and I do think Michigan beats Purdue however don't think that means that they'll be great in the Big Ten but being in time for second right now plays in their favor they're five and three right now I think they finish uh, ninth in the conference oh, but you said you think they're gonna make Oh yeah, I think ten teams make the tournament. They'll be one of them. Yeah. 
Um, I'm going to go with Lindsay and Paul here and say that Purdue wins the conference. Obviously, I think they're just so far ahead of everyone right now that it's going to be hard to overtake their standing. Um, I think that this Thursday, I'm going to go opposite of Paul and Lindsay here and say that they lose. I think it'll be a close game, and Michigan has had so many of those this year. Um where they play up to their opponent and then they just can't finish. And I think with Jet out, or at least injured in some form, that's really going to hurt them. Um, and I just don't think that they have the bench that's going to be able to come in and fill his place. And I just think they're a middle-of-the-road team. I think they're going to be six. <sighs> yeah, I'm having too harsh with nine. I don't know. might have been too nice with seven. So I'm going to complete the sweep. I think Purdue... Um, wins the Big Ten um, consensus pick there. I think they're so much better than everyone in the Big Ten that it's just an absurd notion that they're going to come into Chrysler and lose on Thursday. <laughs> they are 6-0 and on the road. They're on a six-game win streak, and they're playing Michigan that looks like they might not have Jet Howard. I think if there's no Jet, I mean, I'm right now as a loss right away. I think even if he's playing, it's a loss because Purdue's that much better than everyone else in the Big Ten. I'll write my game when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's, a that's a good take, though. That's a good take. I, I think agree. Michigan finishes fifth in the Big Ten, and Purdue um, stays at the top. Michigan jumps Rutgers, but Indiana, Illinois, and Michigan State jump Michigan. Um, yeah, I, I think the loss of Jed Howard, if he's playing – they have a much better shot at the game, but even if he's like limited, I still don't think they're gonna have enough without him to beat Purdue. I think Purdue's gonna come in. I'm maybe not the biggest fan of Zach Eady, but he keeps doing what he's doing. So I, at some point, I can't keep hating on him. You know, he just, he's he's really tall and he makes it work. Um, but yeah, so I think Purdue's gonna come in here. I think it'll be a solidly close game, but Purdue will pull it out. Um, as for who I think is going to win the Big Ten, I really want to pick Rutgers. <laughs> They're the only team that's beaten Purdue, obviously, and they did it like the whole season, not just in the Big Ten, and they did it at Purdue, which is incredibly impressive. But they still have to go to Illinois. They still have to go to Indiana. Um, they just have a much tougher schedule than Purdue, whose only really tough road game is at Indiana, in my opinion. They have most of their hardest games at home the rest of the way, and I just think with the two-and-a-half game lead already, no one's catching them. Um, and then as for where Michigan finishes, I mean, everyone's all locked up, obviously. There's a, like, a two-game difference between second and 12th, I'm looking at it right now, which is ridiculous, which means Michigan really could finish anywhere in there. I'll say they settle around eighth. I think they'll win the games they're probably supposed to win. They'll pick up one or two of those like good quad one wins on the road, but... It's not, and the early success in the Big Ten relatively will mean that they don't finish too low, but not somewhere where they're really like competing for the conference title in any regards. Um, all right, I think that's all we have for you today. Thank you guys for joining us, and we'll talk to you probably again sometime before the tournament in March. Oh, yeah. If they're well, there, please have us back. If yes. they make the tournament, yes, we'd love to have you back. Yes, of course. 
That'll do it for this week's installment of Highway to Hail. Thank you to the Moosefeet for joining me, and as always, to read all of our content as the season progresses, head to our website at michigandaily.com sports. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you again in two weeks.